You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. All right. Um, uh, as we were talking earlier on, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden announcing he is visiting Canada on March 23rd and 24th. And it, it's funny, um, maybe up until I'd say maybe even the global pandemic, uh, Canadians kind of had a, um, uh, uh, I'll cut right to the chase, a snotty version in some cases, a snotty uh, 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 attitude towards our friends south of the border. Or whether it was their healthcare system, uh, whether it was President Trump, uh, or what have you. And oddly enough, there's a new Angus Reid survey out that talks about various things, including uh, Canada and, and whether uh, they feel, Canadians feel, that the Chinese Communist Party is a threat to them, to which uh, the majority now do. They also now have a growing affection for the United States. And numbers and those how we feel about the United States have increased. Increased. Uh, well, that of uh, the Chinese Communist Party have, of course, decreased. How do we explain this? Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, emeritus professor, political science, Carleton University, and with us now. Elliot, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Uh, thank you. Same to you, Scott. Good to be with you. Uh, first of all, I guess no surprise that uh, the majority of Canadians uh, feel that the government should be taking uh, or, or certainly looking at China as a serious threat. Any surprise there for you? No, not at all. In fact, China has had a, a plunge around the world in all advanced economies in terms of popular, uh, popular popularity. They are paying a big reputational cost for their behavior. Uh, are you surprised to see that the same Angus Reid poll shows that our affection for the Americans seems to be growing? Is this all the Trump factor? Is it a global pandemic, which has been a blast of reality to us? How do you think or how do you explain our growing affection for our neighbors south of the border? It's uh, simply resuming the normal pattern. In, in American terms, Canada would be called a blue state. Uh, Pew has tracked this over a number of years. The Negative views of the U.S. Uh, really coincide with Trump and his behavior, and his behavior toward Canada in particular. Uh, mm. Remember, we had the new NAFTA negotiations and all the behavior that surrounded that and the G20 and so forth. So uh, this is a resumption of the more normal views uh, toward the U.S. by Canada. Uh, do you think uh, the global pandemic changed that in any way? I think the global pandemic has affected many things and we're only just now starting to really understand them and we may not understand them for a long time unless we go back and re-examine for example the decline in popularity of xi jinping his china and again it's it's xi jinping's china it is not the chinese people because mm -hmm. there's still if you go through the polls uh, not a negative view of chinese of the people of china but only the government of the communist party of china but the plunge really began during the COVID era, the big decline. Now, was that because of COVID and how they were perceived to be mishandling COVID and the origins question? Or was it because <laughs> simply uh, they had come into sharper focus coincidentally at the same time? Remember, over that same era, we had the two Michaels and uh, Canada led the way globally in using our strength of multilateralism to have a um, a treaty about uh, you can't kidnap people off the streets. Uh, that wasn't a formal title, but that that was its part of it. So Xi Jinping leadership has come increasingly into focus simultaneously with, in particular, most recently, of course, with COVID. So it's hard to differentiate 
why the popularity of China has gone down, and not of China, but of, of Xi Jinping's regime, the Communist Party. Uh, it's hard to sort out all the factors, but it's very clear that China is paying among advanced economies a huge reputational cost, and their popularity is lowest among the countries around them. Uh, we have some the, the figures you cited about China, but also uh, Australia, I think, is now up to an 86 negative per, percent yeah. negative perception. So China is paying the cost for their behavior. Uh, and, and, you know, you brought up a valid point. This is about the Chinese Communist Party, not Chinese Canadians who are here. And, you know, this week I heard a report, and you don't hear about this very often, and I've asked the question many times, and we've had Chinese Canadian organizations on talking about interference of their uh, Canadian citizens here, and that, they're, that they have been saying for, these organizations have been saying for, for years that this is going on, and nobody seems to be paying attention to them. Is there any way to bring China Chinese Canadians more into this discussion. You just did it, and it's increasingly coming to the fore. Particularly uh, active have been the associations relating to Hong Kong, because most mm -hmm. recently China's behavior toward Hong Kong and the squelching of their uh, quasi-autonomous and definitely freedom-loving spirit uh, has led to diaspora communities here being particularly able to say, look, we are being interfered with, and because it was in our news so much, you and I talked about it at the time, uh, I think that's been a factor. But yes, it's high time we take a closer look at uh, foreign interference in to Canada in terms of affecting particular segments of the population. Hmm. These are all residents of Canada, uh, but Canada is a, a community of communities, and that's a great asset for us in a globalizing world. We've got the diasporas, plural, of the world. And that's a, that's a great plus. But we have to realize now the degree to which authoritarian regimes can put uh, diaspora communities under pressure and under stress. And we now have to put in much higher levels of protection and uh, safeguards for those, for all of our communities. Elliot Tepper with us, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, discussing world politics as we love to do. Elliot, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Same to you, Scott. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com.